1: From the 6th and Peabody studio and across the
0: OutKick network, this is OutKick 360 with Jonathan Hutton, Chad Withrow, and Paul Kuharski. OutKick
1: 360 is back across the OutKick network, live at 6th and Peabody, and you see everything on full display. The watch party underway. We started this morning. We're going through the evening with all the matchups across college basketball and – All of the beer and moonshine that your heart could desire on this St. Patrick's Day. With Chad Withrow, I'm Jonathan Hutton, and uh, the entire crew making the show happen for us. Uh, Huge uh, thank you to everybody making the show happen here on site, um, including we've got a drone shot today, Chad. We've got drones on site thanks to uh, Jason, and he's been making it happen all day.
2: Yeah, it's been cool. Uh, I've enjoyed watching people play cornhole from above uh, on the drone shots. That's been uh, somewhat pleasing to watch the entire time. So great job by them. Really cool crowd uh, throughout today. So it's been fun. People out here enjoying the weather, enjoying some college basketball. Uh, It's been a great day.
1: Jason Gilmore with uh, Queen Ave. And uh, we'll be tagging his work on social media. And you're being able to see that uh, on the screen. And if you're listening to us across the Outkick Network today with our great radio stations and partners, uh, we're going to keep you updated on all the scores. But first, as we begin the final hour, TSU head coach Brian Penny Collins is in the house with us on set here at 6th and Peabody. Coach Collins. Penny, good to see you, man.
3: Man, glad to be here, Jonathan. Appreciate you having me.
2: It's a, it's a nice day for some basketball. You've been doing some recruiting today yeah. also. And yeah. Work never stops it's for a, busy, a college basketball coach.
3: Hey, man, it's a busy day, but that's why they called it March Madness on the St. Patrick's Day. That's right. All
1: right, so here's what I want to do. I'm going to roll through some scores. Okay. Uh, you've been out recruiting. You've been landing some things earlier today. I want your reaction, just as I go through some of the details here, to some of these matchups. I, by the way, who do you have in your bracket?
3: Who do I have winning it, the yeah. national championship? I have two brackets. I have Purdue winning one okay. and Villanova winning another one. All right. So as we go
1: through I this, like
2: that because that's different than most everyone else. For so sure So I automatic already have questions for Penny <laughs> about that bracket.
1: All right. Yeah. So our in-game scores right now, okay. Richmond up by five over Iowa. Close game, 452 remaining. And right now it's the Spiders over Iowa, 54-49. This is going to bust my bracket. I've got Iowa to the final four.
3: Yeah, you know, Richmond's a battle-tested a major program with a great coach, and uh, those guards and and those bigs they have, I wasn't surprised at all. I picked Richmond to win this game, and uh, this is going to be a game that's going to come down to the wire.
2: That's a tough league, too, the A-10 that they came out of. Beat Davidson, took a bid, it looked like, from Dayton, who would have been in had they not won the conference tournament, but... Uh, You know that's a battle-tested team when you go through that league.
3: Yeah, Davidson was an unbelievable season, 27 wins uh, as well as Dayton. They they got off to a slow start, and they got into an unbelievable rhythm. I remember them beating Belmont in that championship game middle of the year. I thought for sure this was going to be an NCAA tournament team, but credit to Richmond for taking advantage of the opportunity they got today.
1: Georgia State is your Sunbelt champion, and right now they're tied with Gonzaga, 21-all midway through the first half. Top-seeded Zags. I've been saying all day, if you're a one-seed, I'm just advancing you, even if you haven't played yet. <laughs> Absolutely. To, uh, like, I've been saying all day, Memphis won. They're going to play the Zags. Right. And here's Georgia State tied with the best team and the top-scoring offense in the country.
3: Well, you know, the NCAA tournament, that's what makes it so great. Georgia State, another team with veteran guards, a veteran coach, and Robin Lanier, who used to coach the Vols. Yep. And Georgia State's not going to go away quietly. But I do know if Georgia State has a chance to upset them, that's going to bust a lot of brackets throughout the country. North
1: Carolina – uh, majority of the country's picking the Tar Heels. They're up by 11. It's 21-10 to 10 over Marquette. Chad and I have discussed, Penny, that Marquette's been very hot and cold all year. Uh, win one, lose one to good teams, bad teams. North Carolina is kind of the trend based on everyone watching them beat Duke in that nationally televised game at the end of the season. But the Tar Heels have the size advantage, and so far they're up by 11 early.
3: Uh, North Carolina is battle-tested. ACC does not have nothing to play with. But you look at Shaka Smart, and hit, uh, he's been in this position before. He's taken the team to the Final Four. And even though they're off to a slow start, I wouldn't be surprised if Marquette finds a way to get back in this game.
2: Isn't it amazing, though, Penny, that all of America watches Coach K's final game and sees North Carolina win, so they put them <laughs> yeah. in their bracket. Right. And they forget that the last time the Tar Heels played, they got blown out of the gym by Virginia Tech mm-hmm. in that semi, right? So I think that's affecting a lot of people's brackets with this team. But – I look up, and uh, they're off to a great start against Marquette. So America seems to be right right now about this game.
3: Oh, absolutely. North Carolina, they got a good team. You you look at the guards they have and Caleb Love and the the big men on the inside. uh, With Huber Davis, you got to give credit to Huber for, you know, taking a job like this and a situation like that. And usually teams go a little backwards. But he's able to get North Carolina to a place where they're competing. They have a chance to make a run in this tournament.
1: Head coach of TSU, Brian Penny Collins, with us. Finals from earlier today. Uh, we follow this one closely, Chad. Tennessee, a big winner over Longwood, 88-56. Longwood uh, had a three-and-a-half-minute scoring drought going into the half. Tennessee finished the first half on a 16-2 to run and then opened the second half and just started burying threes.
2: Well, and uh, a lot of talk about Tennessee. So I want to ask you about them coming in this tournament, Penny, because, you know, they're a three-seed. Uh, the debate was they should have been a two-seed, maybe a one-seed. Isn't this exactly the response you want from a team? Yeah. If the talk about them is that they were under they just come out and give a team no hope in this early game?
3: If you know Rick Barnes at all, he's poured gasoline on these guys for getting the 3 seed. They're ready to go. And I'm, I'm not surprised at all. I remember watching them play early in this year, and I said to myself, this Tennessee team could be a Final Four team. I said that early in the year when they were like in their second or third game. And one thing that people need to realize, the IQ of this team is unbelievable. When they're playing their best basketball, they literally have four point guards on the floor at one time, Ziegler, uh, Vest, Vest, Vescovy, Vest, yeah. Vest, um, Chandler, Chandler, and uh, Josiah Jordan, who yeah. came to Tennessee as a McDonald's All-American point guard. And you put Fulkerson or any of their big men in right. that lineup, that is a dangerous team and a high-IQ basketball on the floor with four point guards on the floor with any other bigs.
2: How special is Kennedy Chandler? Uh, I, I know that you've seen him from high school days in, in Memphis, AAU, is he a one and done type player?
3: Yes, he's NBA good. Uh, and Barnes is in. Um, you think about Barnes with the point guards that he's had. You know, I go back to D.J. Augustine, T.J. Ford, even those days in Texas, and then Jordan Bone from right here in Nashville. And Kennedy fits that same mold. He's a. He's going to be a guy that can go to the NBA and have a long career as long as he keeps his head humbled and, and plays, continues to play the right way. All
1: right, give us, give us your thoughts on Michigan. That's the ball's next opponent. They're winners today over Colorado State. And it was a game that Colorado State was winning for about, I would say, the, the full first half and midway through the second half. They had the advantage. Uh, Michigan trailed by as much as 15. Jawan Howard's group comes back to win.
3: Michigan's program is a program that is known for making deep runs. And Juwan Howard, what he's done with that team and, and what they did last year and the runs that they made in the tournaments. And and then, you know, it was kind of a gift and a curse. It was a curse that the, he got in trouble and had a tough situation where he ended up getting uh, suspended for the final yep. games. But sometimes that, that time away gave him an opportunity to rewire himself, a fresh start, and bring in a, a just a pit bull mentality into this tournament. And don't be surprised that Michigan has a chance to upset in the next round.
1: Well, so – Chad was saying that Euros Plovsic is big based on the matchup of this next game on the defensive end. And I said that's not good, even though he's needed on defense because he's going to have to play a lot of minutes, and that means he's going to take up space on offense and he doesn't give you very much. Is that advantage Michigan?
3: Yeah, uh, because at the end of the day when Michigan puts them in ball screen uh, reads, it's hard for you to to recover. And defensively is where it's really going to hurt him. Like you said, offensively he he, he, he struggles, especially around the rim. Those easy twos, he has to finish them. When he does, Tennessee's a hard out. But Michigan versus Tennessee is going to come down to guard play.
1: Why is it so difficult to get some of these big guys just to dunk the basketball sometimes?
3: Man, you know, it's a, it's a mentality. You know, as a coach and obviously a former player, it's one of those things. I would love to be able to dunk. You know, but here's the thing. You know, I agree. And I get on our guys all the time because guards go to the rim and, we, and they miss layups all the time. But when big men miss it, it's almost like you're supposed to make it. Yeah. <laughs> well, dang, little fella, you just got your shot blocked on the other end. He missed a wide open three. But yeah, the yeah. mentality is he's so close to the rim, you just got to finish it. That's why it's so good to get elite. It's so hard to find elite bigs that can finish
2: around the rim. You also, Penny, I don't know if you've ever been in this situation, but for a lot of guys, you get in that in-between zone of am I going to dunk this thing (laughs) or should I lay it in, and then you get those awkward Uh, in-between throws over the goal because you're not quite there. If I'm 6'10
1: to 7'1, there is no in-between zone for me. Right? I'm, I'm slamming that thing.
3: So, Chad, how many times did it happen for you at Mount G I I mean, all the time. Like, you know,
2: I, just, I always had to ask myself, Penny, should I dunk on this guy oh, or man. should I lay it in? No doubt. Uh, but, yeah. for The only for time it guys, happened was when you faced Ron Slay and you watched him do well, it. Well, I, I allowed I, – look, I pulled up with a phantom <laughs> hammy injury yeah. and allowed him to go down and throw it off the backboard to himself. <laughs> he threw it off the backboard. He <laughs> just himself. got away. <laughs> I was tired. I was fatigued. I pulled up at half I court and let that. it happen.
1: I love that. Some other finals um, as we go through our brackets uh, today. Baylor, big winners over Norfolk State. It's 85-49. Baylor's going to get North Carolina or Marquette in the next round. And the Bears are are banged up, but they're back at the one seed. Didn't win the conference tournament. Back in the one seed, though, as the fourth one. Um, And uh, with Kentucky at the two in that bracket, is that the matchup you're watching for?
3: Yes. I I believe that's where we're on a collision course to see – uh, Baylor versus Kentucky, but like I told you I predicted Purdue. I think Purdue's the, the dark horse in this, uh, in this bracket, and I also want to just take a, one second yep. to, to point out um, Norfolk State, a fellow, a fellow HBCU, did a great job of getting to the tournament Robert Jones, a great coach, and they uh, even though they took the loss today, congrats to them for, for, for getting the 16 seed and playing Baylor today.
2: Got to talk to you about Murray State and San Francisco, obviously coming out of the OVC, head coach at TSU that's a tough league Uh, You know, that not a lot of people talk about often, but Murray State's a team that's there every year, right? They are in the conversation. A great program, underrated program. What do you think about this Murray team?
3: This Murray team is playing on a high level right now. And you look at their record, they have the best record in the NCAA tournament. You can't take that for granted. They're going to play with an immense amount of confidence. Uh, two losses all year. Two losses all year and to two teams that they probably could have won those games. So this is a team that could be easily 32-0. But they also had a few games in OVC that could have won either way as well. But I look at this team as a team that's playing with a lot of confidence right now. They're going to go into this game believing they should win. And a lot of Murray State fans are get, got, their, got their mouths watery about the chance to play Kentucky in the second
2: round. Do, would they have a chance against Kentucky? You know, in, in that a, second round game, in a tournament
3: like the March Madness, anything can happen, Chad. And I feel like Murray State versus Kentucky is the perfect storm where if they win, everybody in the country will say, "Well, they
2: kind of they're good, they're, they're serious." Well, you talked about Murray State fans mouth watering for that matchup. Mm-hmm. Kentucky fans are sweating yeah. with that matchup because yeah. that's not going to be enjoyable for them at all because no. that that is a no win situation. That's, that's a team they don't ever schedule. Right. they don't want to play. And they know the embarrassment ahead if they lose in the NCAA tournament with a team that could win the national title yeah. to a Murray State team.
3: And, and the Murray State guards, if you look at the ages of some of these guys versus Kentucky's guys, Murray State's guards are older, fellas. And, uh, you know, a Murray State could be, and I, I'm not saying they are, they could be, they could have the same success that Loyola had a couple, a few years ago when Loyola made it run to the Final Four. Very similar teams. Great guards with a, a, a big on the inside that could be a potential pro in K.J. Williams.
1: I'm not going to pretend I saw San Francisco this year. Did you?
3: I did. They, they're, they're, yes. San Francisco is legit.
1: They opened as a favorite against Murray in Indy.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm telling tell you, it's going to be packed with Murray State fans in there today. Yeah. But San Francisco's got a great young coach in Todd Golden. They're a battle-tested team that's played against teams like Gonzaga and fought them tooth and nail. So this is going to be a really good mid-major matchup in the first round.
1: Um, Memphis advances over Boise State 64-53. They get Gonzaga, although Gonzaga and uh, Georgia State tied at 23, under six to play first half. Uh, Memphis and, uh, Chad, Alex Lomax injured his ankle in this game, I believe. So we don't know the the full extent of that injury. And those that are following says there there is no update as of yet from Penny on that. Something to monitor moving forward. Providence wins over South Dakota State, 66-57. They get Iowa or Richmond. Uh, The Friars advance over the thirteen. A lot of brackets had South Dakota State advancing.
3: Yeah, Providence is a once again another team that's that they won the Big East. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a great coach and they're on the
2: collision course to play against who again? They're Pro- going to play Iowa or Richmond. Providence, yeah. And what's I have not seen the count. It's Richmond up 62-57 with 34 seconds left. So, Richmond looking like an early bracket buster yeah. for a lot of people the way Iowa closed out season. 60-57. 6257 57 so rich we got a bucket yeah
3: yeah so i'm mean, hey that's a, that's going to be a good opportunity for Providence to get to have a chance to get to the sweet 16 that's going to be great for coach Cooley
1: yeah and then tonight we've got some strong matchups throughout the throughout the evening we're going to preview some of those uh, coming up with uh, coach Penny Collins from TSU who's been hot on the recruiting trail Hanging out with us at Sixth and Peabody. Thank you for being
3: here. By the way, man, we appreciate I, that, and I appreciate it. this is a great atmosphere out here. If you're in the
2: natural, you area. need to do an alumni event or something out here.
3: I'm, I'm Sam. I'm trying to figure out how can I use this to my advantage. Exactly. That have
2: brought my They've got a, down a private there. bar right behind you. They've um, got a game room over here. Yeah. we'll um, get you set up. Oh
1: man, this is nice. Very, very nice. Brian Penny Collins. We got a taco bar over here too. You need to check out. Yep. Penny Collins with us. We're going to continue to give uh, scoreboard updates and reaction to the in-game scores. Uh, We're keeping you updated on uh, Gonzaga and Georgia State, and it's not the number one seed that has the lead in the first half as we're nearing the halftime mark. Iowa and uh, some of the other favorites in your bracket may be falling today. We'll keep you updated on that. Plus, Trey Wallace will check in from Indianapolis. He's covering everything for us on Tennessee and Kentucky both today and later this evening. Stay tuned to OutKick
0: 360. You ready? Showtime. Showtime.
1: My bracket is officially busted, gentlemen. Now, kick three sixty rolls on from six to it's, Peabody. Uh, it's oh, over. Let's
2: make it official. Four twenty. Ta- t- time of death. Four twenty. Four twenty p.m. Central <laughs> Central Time. Jonathan Hutton's bracket done. is done. Iowa Falls. Iowa Falls today. You didn't have them in the final four, though. Yes, did you? I did. Oh. Yes, I
1: did. I had Iowa in the final four. I have uh, Arizona going to the championship game. Um, and I had Iowa making it out of their bracket. They don't make it out of the first round well, uh, today in their matchup.
2: I had them losing to Providence in the next round. So not a, not a big blow to me.
1: So uh, we didn't have it on out here at the beer garden. Outkick 360 rolls on, by the way. Penny Collins, head coach at Tennessee State. The Tigers, uh, he's uh, with us with live reaction to all the tournament games today. Um, apparently there's a three-point shot by Iowa with a chance to tie. Guys clearly fouled. I haven't seen it. None of us have seen this call yet. Everyone's going crazy about it over uh, social media. No call. Uh, Providence got the ball back, got a bucket, went up by five. Five seconds left, fouls. You know, that game over. Brutal way to go down, but uh, this is uh, March Madness for a reason. Penny's about to say that.
2: Well, Penny, <laughs> I uh, you know it. I see a 12 in Richmond and a 5 in Iowa, and I think, boy, that is a testament to just how strong college basketball is, <laughs> top to bottom, yeah. that those two teams match up in a first-round game. That goes down to the wire where the 12 seed wins close. And I guess it's shocking because Iowa just won the Big Ten championship. But it's two really good teams yeah. going head-to-head. Head.
3: Yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I picked Richmond to win this game, so I'm not surprised. It's always going to be uh, upsets, and the 12-5 is always one you've got to keep an eye on. And it doesn't surprise me at all that a team like Richmond found a way to win today.
1: Um. We're all going to be shocked if Georgia State hangs on and wins. Now I say hangs on. They're, they're leading by one late first half against Gonzaga. Um, but this is a Gonzaga team that has dreams of actually cutting down the nets. They were a game away from it last year, didn't get the job done. They want to get back. Number one overall seed, top-scoring offense in the entire country. And Georgia State's among the better defensive teams statistically in the country and i i didn't think it was going to really matter in this game they're doing the opposite of longwood right now chad they're finishing a half strong
3: yeah it's well, you not look, bad. you look at georgia state you know right now they're playing with a lot of with a lot of aggression and playing with some excitement the key is to sustain it and the second half is going to be the telltale sign of how how, how they can if they can pull it off but you know, i know what georgia state has always found a way i mean when ron hunter had those georgia state teams they, yeah. they upset teams and they got some of the guys that had the same kind of DNA. Who
2: was his the son team? that hit the game-winning shot? One time. R- remember his son? R.J. R.J. R-J Hunter, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I still remember that upset. Um, Gonzaga-Memphis possible second-round matchup. Mm-hmm. But another Penny, to- uh, not not this Coach Penny, Let's but another Penny's got, got, a, got, a, got a talented group. Yes. And they, they've been playing well. Yep, the, the Tigers down the street. I'll tell you this. Uh, I
3: look at I look at his team, and his team was built for this moment. His team was built to play in games like this. I don't think they wanted to uh, found they said want to be a non seed. I thought this Memphis team going into this recruiting class, everybody was expecting, hey, final four. And now they're here. If they want to prove it, and, and Gonzaga does haven't found a way to win this game, you're going to see a big time matchup. And you know what I did see? A guy by the name of Monty Bates play today. I know he only had three points, but I'm tell you, I'll tell you this, when you got a guy like that on your roster and a guy like Jalen Duran and the supporting cast of Memphis has, they definitely can upset a team like Gonzaga or Georgia State hit up where be in the second round.
2: I want to ask you a question about Amani Bates because, you know, the, the rap on him is that he's difficult. You know, he was a difficult kid to have on your team. He was difficult in high school. He was difficult for Penny Hardaway, so we stopped playing him. Now he's back playing. Um, you work with a lot of different personalities right. as a head coach. How difficult is that balancing act when you've got a kid who's talented? At any level that you've coached, you know that he can help you, but you know that there are things that he does also that takes away from the team.
3: Yeah, I mean, you know, when you're in those situations, you've got to cultivate that young man and, and nurture him. And obviously he went to a tough time this year where he had to step away from the game. I know there was some injuries, some mental health stuff going on. But when you have a kid that talented that could potentially be a lottery pick a year from now, uh, two years from now, then it's like having a lightning in a bottle. You know, you you don't know what if it's going to shock you or if it's going to be the light that sparks something special. And Imani Bates is the type of guy in a in a in a in a, uh, a game like that. He's not going to be scared. He's not going to be like, look at this. this is this something that he shouldn't be doing? He's he's killed guys like Shet and those guys from Gonzaga before. He won't be afraid at the moment. Neither will Jalen Duran. I mean, there's going to be all thirty NBA scouts watching the game like that, and it wouldn't sort of shock me at all if Memphis found a way to get to the Sweet Sixteen.
1: Two seconds left, by the way. It's a five-point game. Richmond lead 67-63. Two seconds seconds on the clock in that one. My scoreboard went final, and then they added two seconds back to the clock, so I'm not sure exactly what happened with all that. Who knows? Maybe uh, I have a miracle left in my bracket. I doubt
2: it. Uh, It's a six-point game with two seconds left. Okay, there we go. I'm looking at it live right now.
1: Um, You're right. And also, looking at some other scores, Carolina all over Marquette, 41-21. Three and a half to play first
2: half. Earlier Penny, I said, I may look dumb by the end of this, but I think everyone's only picking North Carolina because of how they looked against Duke, Mm -hmm. so I'm picking Marquette. So I now officially look dumb because they're getting doubled up in the first half.
3: But you don't look dumb yet. It's still early. It's college basketball, so – it is a little rocky right now. Shaka just got a tech. You know, it's looking a little <laughs> ugly, but three minutes left in this half. And when you're in situations like this, Shaka's going to give these guys some mini, some mini goals. Let's cut it to 15. Let's cut it to 12. You know they're
2: going to press, yeah. so there's going to be a yeah. chance to get some turnovers and quick buckets. Boy, it's a
3: long game left, so I will not be surprised.
1: Hey, whenever you see Buzz Williams in the statement, <laughs> right, as a, playing in your league, yeah. And he's complaining about not getting, you know, not being a, a team that's on the bubble outside looking in. Are mm-hmm. uh, you like, man, try being, try being a one-bid league for yeah. once instead of uh, a league that's now up to six, seven, eight, uh, eight good, eight deep, nine good in yeah. some cases.
3: You know, I, you know I, I do sometimes think to myself, do they, did they forget how it feels to be down on <laughs> nice. this level? Because all of them have coached here. Uh, they have numerous amount of opportunities to get into the NCAA tournament all year long. Yes, We literally have three games in March. Uh, but I, was, I will say this in his defense. I was shocked that Texas A&M didn't get in. I was shocked that my, my, uh, my good friend Steve Forbes of Wake Forest, I was shocked that they didn't get in. There were some teams I feel like couldn't get in. But no matter what, there's always going to be two or three teams every year It yeah. feels like they should have been in the tournament. And, and it is what it is.
2: You talked about having to win those three games in March to get to the tournament. As a player, you got there at, at Belmont. Do you remember winning the conference tournament more and the feeling of making the tournament? Or the games in the tournament that you played?
3: The, 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 the three day grind to get there and how hard it was and, and cutting down the nets, the opportunity to play in the. We played UCLA. That was great. That was great. But I remember Selection Sunday, just seeing our name called, seeing our name on national TV. Those are the memories that you can never take away.
1: All right, I'm going to go through a couple games tonight Arkansas, Vermont. Um, I have Arkansas in the Final Four, Penny. <laughs> um, Vermont worries me, though, because they shoot lights out from three. Yeah. And I think they are a popular upset pick, Mm -hmm. the Catamounts over the Razorbacks. But I look at their schedule. Tonight's the first time that they're going to face a ranked team all year. Um, To me, Arkansas's Final Four, good. When you watch them play, do you agree?
3: I agree. Obviously, during the season, it's hard to watch as many games. But I really watched Arkansas in the SEC tournament. And late in the year, I watched them a little bit, too. They have the type of team that can make a run. They have the coach, the pedigree. He's been there. He's done that from the NBA level to when he was in Nevada. He has some great team. They got great guards, and they're battle-tested. If you're coming out of the SEC, you know, people think uh, – a lot of people think that different conferences are the, are the big boys when it comes to basketball. But I really feel like the SEC will have you ready for the NCAA tournament. Arkansas is a team that can make a major run, and uh, it's really going to all come down to this first game. If you can get this first game – if Arkansas can get past Vermont tonight, yeah. they can get rolling.
1: Um, so – Chad's got Indiana tonight. He's riding the Hoosiers. Um, St. <laughs> Mary's, if, you, if, he, you've seen, if you've seen San Francisco, you've seen St. Mary's. Yep. Uh, but you're on top of Indiana's being the, the hot team now?
3: No, I'm on, I was on top of Indiana definitely winning the playing game okay. and having an opportunity to win the first round of the NCAA tournament. I wouldn't be surprised about that.
2: So the SEC, I want to go back to that. Um, do you believe they were the toughest conference this year? And is the biggest difference now in the SEC, the investment in head coaches – and we've seen that investment go the other way this year with a lot of guys being replaced in the SEC. Is that the big change within that conference from a basketball perspective? Yeah. Or I mean, is it the athletes that they're getting?
3: It's both. You know, they have some elite coaches. Uh, I think the SEC conference does a good job of promoting the league, which makes it attractive for other uh, players that want to go there. Uh, Calipari – is probably the leader in that in terms of his one-and-done guys and the amount of NBA players they've had. And that makes it attractive for guys to go to Tennessee and Auburn to play against teams like that and those atmospheres that they've created. And now they're going to add other big-time teams like Texas and uh, yeah. Oklahoma. Oklahoma yeah. It's going to be a big-time and They're league.
2: probably not done there. They'll
3: probably
1: keep adding. <laughs> right. Ryan Penny Collins has been our guest head coach at TSU. Tell us about the Tigers program, momentum you're trying to build, and uh, what you're building on coming off of this year moving forward.
3: Well, the foundation is in a great place right now. We've done a great job in recruiting classes and setting the foundation. we got a 100% graduation rate. Every senior that's played for us has graduated. Um, uh, This year, we we got off to a rocky start this year, but the way we were able to fight through adversity and finish on a strong note says a lot about the guys we have returning. Next year is going to be the first year. Every year I've had like 11 new guys, 9 new guys, 10 new guys. Well, next year will be the first year we got seven returners, so I'm excited about the future. Uh, I can say this with, without being feeling bad about it. I'm so glad Belmont and Murray State are leaving. <laughs> uh, I love them. I love them. I love them. I love the coaches, and I, I hate to see them go, but so, I'll but see peace. you later. No. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm excited about the future of Tennessee State. and we're You go
2: helped make. them pack, you're saying. Oh, no yeah. doubt. No doubt. <laughs> hey,
3: hey, Casey's my Casey, – I played for Casey at Belmont. Yeah. Hey, Casey, brother, I appreciate it. Do you need <laughs> any help? moving to the valley so <laughs> we're excited about the future of tennessee state and uh we, we encourage all Nashville fans to come out and support us
1: how was the moonshine margarita
3: oh this is just a uh, lemonade I oh didn't sorry
1: yeah <laughs> lemonade with a line lemonade with oh, a Lemonade
2: nope. and pineapple juice uh,
1: my bad uh we've yeah. got uh blackberry uh, juice and yeah. lemonade yeah, mixed yeah. Over and here.
2: mine's basically water now i've let it sit for too long hey,
1: good to see you. you can follow uh coach on twitter at coach penny one same as instagram
3: Same as Instagram. Awesome. Yes, sir.
1: Good to see you, man. Man, thanks so much for having me, Thanks for doing this, too. Hey, so uh, next week, you know, based on the weather, we may do this again. I don't know what you're up to next week. All you got to
2: do is say the word, and I'll be right back. Cool. Uh We got Brandon Wright coming out tomorrow. We're going to have to adjust the shot. That's my problem. No offense to you, but we're going to have to go higher with the camera angle to get him in the shot. He didn't lay it up, either. He dunked. No. Thanks, man. Good to see you, man. Thank (laughs) you all.
1: Penny Collins has been our guest recapping all the games where Iowa – uh, just fell to Richmond. Uh, meanwhile, at halftime, it's Gonzaga by two over Georgia State, 35-33. We're going to go through the full scoreboard. Tennessee wins in a big way uh, earlier today over Longwood. Trey Wallace is in Indianapolis, and he joins us now uh, via Zoom, covering all things for Outkick.com. Uh, Trey, just if, if you can, give us the Cliff Notes version of what Coach Rick Barnes had to say about the impressive performance in game number one of the tournament for Tennessee.
0: Yeah. First off, shout out to the Richmond Spiders, by the way, Jonathan. Rich what? Rich what? Okay. Um, <laughs> my bracket looks good. So no, I, look, it was a um, that was a, a really nice performance in Tennessee. And I, I think it all started, guys. If y'all noticed around the the 16 minute mark in the first half, Tennessee, they called it. Rick Barnes called a timeout, and he got Euros to the bench. And I was kind of wondering what that was about because they went on a spurt right after. Uh, they got out of that timeout. Well, what it was is Euros had missed two defensive assignments. And Rick Barnes was like, nope, we're going to shut this down real quick. And what happens after that? Tennessee comes out. They continue to score, continue to score. Uh, I mean, let's go. We finished, I think it was, I'm not mistaken, four for six from three-pointer in the first half. Uh, Triple J, you know. ever. It was, guys, it was from that timeout, it's like where Tennessee took over the game. And I found that very interesting when he did it.
2: And also, you know, we talked about it, the post-play for Tennessee uh, now moving forward. Fulkerson was big early in this game. Different challenge with Hunter Dickinson now moving forward. Do you feel like that group, Trey, got a little bit of confidence in this game uh, moving forward now where it's going to be a completely different challenge
0: now against the Wolverines? Yeah, Chad, I think they did, buddy. I think when you look at what they were able to do with Brandon Huntley Hatfield, Euros got a little comfortable there in the second half. Um, You you see what John Fulkerson did. He comes into the game and he's got, you know, he's got eight points right there before half. He's finished his game with 13, uh, and they didn't have to play him in the second half. You know, so you you look at what they were able to do, I think, in the paint, I think overall, driving to the basket. um, It is, it's going to be a dogfight on Saturday against Michigan along the boards, um, getting to the basket. Um, But what you were able to see tonight earlier today out of Tennessee when it comes to being aggressive and not letting a smaller team come in there and beat you, Chad. like That's the biggest thing. Like, Don't let a team that's smaller and you beat you on the boards. It just feels like this squad has not lost any swagger since leaving Tampa Florida last weekend. They are oozing with confidence and they're shooting like it as well, guys.
2: Yeah, I'm seeing some of the quotes. I know that you heard uh, from from Griff Aldrich, head coach at Longwood, and he said that Vescovy just makes it so hard because he's so smart at all times. And we just had Coach Penny Collins from TSU on talking about that Tennessee team. That's the first thing he brought up, uh, Trey, is that their basketball IQ is through the roof, that they're playing with four point guards. And he puts Josiah Jordan-James down as another point guard for this team. Um, can that be the X factor for this group, their intelligence now moving forward as they go deeper into this tournament?
0: Yeah, Chad, the way they're moving the basketball out there, I mean, you know, Kennedy played well, the played well, Triple J, you know, the Scobie as well. And the way they were able to distribute the basketball, like that was key to me. Like some of the openings that you saw towards the lanes or some of the open three-point shots, they came off the of two to three passes before that shot. I think that's always key for Rick Barnes. You guys know that. Um, so I think the confidence level for these guys is through the roof. And I think they're doing such a – here's the thing. They're doing such a good job. Of being subtle about it, Chad and Jonathan, about their confidence, that I think that it, it, it that could manifest over to being even greater from going forward. Um, they all know, you know. Here's here's another thing. The last time Tennessee and Michigan played, Chad, I didn't realize it was that long ago, but it was. It was 2014 in this same city. So it, it's very interesting to see how this Tennessee teams go forward. You know, offensive-wise and defensive-wise, competence, but they're rolling right now, boys.
1: Trey, give us your thoughts on the coverage you have tonight with Kentucky taking on St. Peter's. That's coming up uh, after six o'clock Central, followed by Murray State and San Francisco.
0: Jonathan, I I think tonight's going to be a a blowout. to Kentucky's part as the blue mist starts arriving right in front of me. They've let them in the gates and they have stormed the arena. (laughs) Um, So whatever. I think (laughs) tonight. Open the gates. They no, literally. I mean, they just opened the doors, and Kentucky fans just started coming in here, like off a of lunch line. Um, so no, I, I think it's. Um, <laughs> ten, look, tonight will be tonight will be a fun matchup just to see you know how how Kentucky plays. But let, I just kind of hope Murray State wins, boys, because I would really love to see Murray State versus Kentucky on Saturday.
2: Absolutely. Send me your worst from Maysville. Send me your worst from Owensboro. All take Indianapolis <laughs> together. That's what's happening right now with the, uh, the Blue Mist invading hey. uh, the Gaines Bridge Fieldhouse.
1: Hey, Trey, have they give you given you any indication on tip-off times yet for Saturday?
0: No. I think we're going to get that. I would probably imagine we get that before the second game tonight. Uh, but, no, they yeah. have not given us any indication. But, you know, look, it's either – going to be one or three o'clock or, you know, or they could pop it down to the, the evening session. It just depends on who's you know out there getting beat right now.
1: Trey Wallace of Outkick.com. Great work uh, today, Trey. We look forward to tonight's coverage as well. And uh, we'll preview the Saturday matchups specifically with you tomorrow here on Outkick 360. We appreciate you.
0: Yeah, I look forward to it, guys. Uh, we'll have uh, coverage of the Kentucky game tonight. Then we'll have coverage of all the press conferences that go down tomorrow with Barnes and Players and Calipari and his. And uh, we're just killing it here at OutKick. You guys have fun and ask me at the party. Have a drink from me. Yep,
1: yeah, we will. Absolutely. We Thanks, Trey. Michigan wins by 12 uh, today over Colorado State, followed by Tennessee's blowout victory over Longwood. Uh, they advance to take on the Wolverines. Tennessee wins 88-56. We have a full scoreboard and a preview of what's to come this evening across the college basketball brackets. Oh, yes. The NCAA tournament. Keep you updated on what's happening here in Nashville at the Watch Party and much more on OutKick 360. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for the Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Outkick 360 rolls on across the Outkick network with Chad Withrow on Jonathan. It's been a fun day. Sixth and Peabody, Yeehaw Beer, Old Smoky Moonshine. We're out here. I always want to call this a bin for some reason, Um, a a bedding booth. I mean, I don't know what I would call this. This is uh, what they call a container. They call this a container.
2: I'd call it a suite. Um, You know, it's almost like uh, if you had a VIP. I'm trying to think of a thing next to a pool. (laughs) A cabana? Cabana. Thank you. It's a cabana. That's what it is. Yeah,
1: I, I mean, Either way, it's been awesome. Uh, the watch party's been great. Shout-out to Jason Gilmore, who has been uh, all things great for us, volunteering his time from uh, Queen Ave doing all the drone shots that we've had on the show today um, and, and the entire crew with Thou with Kickstaff that's been making it happen. Um, we're going to have uh, a, a scoreboard updates in, in just a moment. We will say that we're going to stick around here. So, if you're in the Middle Tennessee area, if you're listening to our great radio partner maybe in the Cookville area, Sports Radio 104.7, feel free to join us on site this evening here at 6th and Peabody. We'll have all the games on, the biggest screens that you're going to find in Nashville, and everything in between, great drinks, food, and the like. We'll be here for the Kentucky tip-off and end everything later tonight uh, as things wrap up on the West Coast as Kansas should win at a blowout. But if it's anything of what happens right now with Gonzaga and Georgia State, maybe it's a different story. They're they're at the half.
2: Let me add to that. Can you hear me at all?
1: I Barely. I don't know what's going on with the headsets, but continue.
2: I'm not sure. Apparently our time here is up because uh, everything's (laughs) malfunctioning now. Um, Now I'm hearing myself a little bit better. Uh, Thanks to everyone who came out today. Got to talk to a number of people. Uh, And I'll reiterate what you said, Hud. We're going to hang out and watch games. Yeah. slate of games tonight. We've talked about all the afternoon games. Uh, so please, come hang out with us, um, and we'll uh, we'll watch games together.
1: All right, let's go rapid fire on the scoreboards. Gonzaga leads by two over Georgia State. That game is uh, at the halftime break. It is 35-33. Georgia State believing they can take down the one seed, only down by two. At the half, Holmgren and Timmy. They have nine and eight rebounds, respectively. The largest lead in this game by either team was five points. Very back and forth. I'm going to be glued to this as uh, we head to the top of the hour here at 6th and Peabody. North Carolina and Marquette, it is all Tar Heels. It to is 53-25. They're not just doubling the spread. I mean, they, they are destroying Marquette right now. The Tar Heels have the size advantage. UNC on a mission, leading at halftime. Nearly doubling the spread there. Uh, In fact, uh, doing it in in great extent. Finals from earlier today. Richmond, a winner over Iowa. Get the 12-5 upset. Richmond wins 67-63. Many Iowa making a run. You're listening and looking at somebody who did. And my bracket's busted. Iowa's out. Iowa, they turned it up with about 10 minutes left in the first half. But then... It was Richmond down the stretch. There's a bad call or apparently a missed call that I have not seen that we will uh, certainly take a look at and and review for tomorrow's show where Iowa was shooting a three, was clearly fouled, according to everyone at the game. Um, No foul called. And then Richmond got possession, came back down and scored, went up by five with 15 seconds to play. So we'll see how egregious that missed call was. Tennessee a winner, 88-56 over Longwood. Baylor blows out Norfolk State, 85-49. Baylor gets North Carolina on Saturday. Memphis advances to take on either Gonzaga or Georgia State. I'm laughing as I say this because I started the show by saying Memphis or Boise State will be taking on Gonzaga. It's a two-point game at halftime. Memphis, though, wins by 12, 64 Uh, Wins by 11, excuse me, 64-53. Michigan over Colorado State. The Wolverines move on to take on the Vols. And Providence over South Dakota, 66-57. It's Providence against Richmond for the right to go to the Sweet 16.
2: Some big takeaways from today. Vols are absolutely legit, which everyone knew coming into this tournament and handle business like a big dog should handle business. Memphis improving the right time of year, talented enough to make a run. And third right now, and it seems to be the consensus online, Hutton, is that Georgia State should not have been a 16 seed. No. Um, and that's made evident by the way they're playing against Gonzaga right now. So that that is – we're going to sign off here in a little bit, and all eyes are going to be on the second half of that game to see if we can have history being made again with a 16-over-1, where well, that's a two-point game at halftime. Um, but other than that, Michigan got off to an awful start in that game without their starting point guard and looked great in the second half in a win. Providence avoids the trendy upset pick against South Dakota State where they really led wire to wire Mm -hmm. for the most part in that game. So a lot of fun so far in this tournament, but much more to happen tonight.
1: Yeah, we got UConn and New Mexico State in the West region. Buffalo, uh, New York is where this game will tip off. Uh, They will start the night sessions across college basketball, uh, UConn and New Mexico State. 820 also in Buffalo. Arkansas and Vermont, another SEC matchup where Vermont can shoot the lights out from three. Meanwhile, Arkansas is going to be the best team that Vermont has faced all season. Many have the Razorbacks uh, to the Sweet 16 and beyond. Kentucky takes on St. Peter's. We just previewed briefly that game with Trey Wallace. That's taking place in Indianapolis. That game tips at 6'10 Central, 710 Eastern, followed by in Indianapolis, Murray State, and San Francisco, that we're all hoping lives up to all of the hype of these two teams who have had fantastic seasons. In Portland, St. Mary's takes on Indiana. That is Chad Withrow's lock of the evening. And UCLA takes on Akron, four against 13. I don't think we're giving UCLA enough credit. And I don't know if Akron can stay with them, quite frankly. They, they're not great on defense. They don't force a lot of turnovers. To me, that's a huge advantage for UCLA out in Portland. Tiger, and
2: Tiger Campbell's an X-factor for UCLA. That, that, that's one where I, I may regret my pick in the next round of Indiana over them.
1: San Diego State takes on Creighton this evening. Matt Bradley has been the man for the Aztecs. He averages 18 points a game. Uh, he looks to lead San Diego State to the round of 32 for the first time since 2015. And Kansas and Texas Southern wrap up the evening 1 versus 16 in Fort Worth in the Midwest region. Um, Chad, last night, right as you left the show, I, we had made a note and then we just simply forgot. We needed to mention that we were going into St. Patrick's Day and it was going to be Sleepy Danny's birthday and he's throwing the party of the year this evening. Uh, poor planning on his part, day one of the NCAA tournament. Poor planning of his birth, uh, where he's he's born on St. Patrick's Day and NCAA tournament, and he's hosting a party at the dive motel, the party of the year.
2: Oh, look, we see him now. Yeah, he's yeah, out sure. here. He's sitting in my normal seat. Um,
1: last night, as we wrap up the show briefly here, Chad. Okay. Um, there was a Coughlin. I'm on the edge of my seat. There was a Coughlin who slid into my DMs, and it wasn't Sleepy Danny, and I think it's hilarious, Liz. His mother slid into my DMs last night and says, thanks from Danny's mom. Yep, that's me. I take credit for that perfect creation. Cheers and have a great evening. And I said, who knows, maybe we'll see you at the party of the year. And she said, I wish. I'm in Connecticut.
2: Uh, Danny, your mom says hi. Uh, a, a, a couple things. <laughs> a, amazing story. But, Danny, this will not be the first or last mom that attempts to slide up yeah. in a Jonathan Hunt. <laughs> I don't know about that. So don't feel bad. I, I said mom's attempting to slide up in his DM, So don't feel bad at th- about that. And um, you seem to have a cool mom. You seem to be a cool guy. But as I've said, we're only going to try to make an appearance at the party. And I told Danny and Becca, we're both very important. So I don't know if we'll make it Wow. Uh, look, Look, our, our time is valuable. So we'll see. We'll see Uh, if we can make it.
1: Yeah, okay. I mean, the Dive Motel is calling, though, and I I have a feeling that this is a party that Jacob Swanson would love to attend. Uh, If if Jakob is going, you better believe we're all going. Uh, Shout-out to David Reed on the radio network for making the show happen for us today. Uh, As we wrap up, a quick reminder, tomorrow, same deal. Live scores and reaction throughout the entire day. Brandon Wright, former NBA 12-year NBA vet, uh, former UNC Tar Heel. He's got to be pleased right now. He will be in studio with us tomorrow, and we're going to be recapping and giving live reaction to everything. Thorough scoreboards. We'll continue to have everything scrolling across the bottom of the screen. I call it the companion broadcast. Chad calls it your field trip. Uh, away from work, Yeah, you're all checking brackets. You're watching games. Uh, you've got the boss button if, if for some reason, your boss is, is making you work and you're not allowed to watch games while you're in the office. Um, luckily for us, this is work, right? Like. Yeah. Uh, wherever we've been, we've been able to, to watch sports and get paid for it. Extremely lucky. We want you to be able to follow along with us uh, and do the same thing both today and tomorrow across the NCAA tournament. It's been a blast today. And
2: we encourage people to come out tomorrow as well and watch games at Six and Peabody. It's been a fun time. Thanks to everyone here being so hospitable uh, on the in the outdoor beer garden area. Thanks to everyone who stopped in and said hello. Great crowd here. Please come out tonight. We're going to stick around and watch some games, and have some fun. So come yeah. join us.
1: Yeah, we got Yeehaw Beer, Old Smoky Moonshine, and if you come out here, the 360 comes highly recommend. Cheers, Chad. Cheers to the cheers. NCAA tournament, and cheers to everyone's bracket. Hope you do better than me, where Iowa's out, and who knows, if Vermont pulls the upset tonight, I've got two teams left, or at least I think so, <laughs> in the final four. Uh, Shout-out to everybody that I'm looking at, uh, the crew that made it happen behind the scenes. Gracie Fontaine, production assistant, along with Adam Brown, who manned the scoreboards fantastically all day. We are back at it tomorrow for OutKick 360 NCAA Tournament Edition across the OutKick Network. Live scores and reaction tomorrow. Hope you'll join us starting at 3 Eastern, 2 Central.